Hey Westside family, my name is Eric Johnson and I serve on the production team. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. We hope you are blessed by what God has been speaking to us through our pastors and leaders, and we pray this leads you into an even more intimate relationship with Jesus. Love you guys and enjoy. Uh, today I'm going to talk about the star, the Christmas star or the Bethlehem star. Uh, so I, I, I don't, it, it, the, it's no secret. Uh, we, we, we can't stick our head in the sand and think it'll pass, but we are living in trying times. Can I get a ride on? So these trying times uh, are, are a mix of conflict. They're a mix of differences. Uh, cost of living, I don't know if you've noticed or not, has like, I went to go buy a dog bed, and I couldn't find a dog bed for under $50. I love my dog, and some of you find my attitude with my dog humorous, uh, but I'm like, I'm not paying $50 for a pad and some cloth. I'll just get an old blanket and fold it up, and he can lay on that thing. Cost of living is going up, you know. Uh, there's a bit of uncertainty, uncertainty with our children's education, uncertainty with our children's sport programs. A lot of, a lot of just crazy things going on. And oftentimes when we are in trying times, regardless of what it can be, it has a tendency to affect what should be good times. Uh, it has a tendency to add stress, uh, to take away from the importance, from the blessings of good times. Uh, this time of the year, Christmas, as we know, is a little bit of a fence straddler, you know. Uh, it, it can be good, it can be hard. For some people, it's the best time of the year. For other people, it's a really hard time of the year for various reasons. But what Christmas should be is Christmas should be a wonderful time of the year. Not because of gifts by any means, uh, but just because what it represents, what the forefront of thought that it brings us to, the attitude that it should uh, allow us to have, it's a good time of the year. And one of the things in the Christmas story really, really is supposed to do a job that makes this time of the year or, or starts this time of the year off as a time that's a blessing, as a time that's good, as a time that creates memories or reminds us of the wonders, the goodness, the overall plan of God. And that is the Christmas star or the Bethlehem star. Some people call it, you know, the star. So I want to talk about the star, give you a few little facts about the star today, but I really want to talk about the star in the context of really what it is meant for and how that can be applied to our life today. I'm trying my best to get you out of here a little bit earlier. I think my dad gave you guys uh, enough for two messages last, <laughs> last week, uh, so you know where I get it from if, when I do go long. Uh, but anyway, my, my, my goal is, is, is not to keep you too long today. Uh, so let's read, I'm going to read the story, just not the whole Christmas story, but just the part of the story that has to do with the, the wise men and the stars. It's in Matthew chapter uh, 2, uh, verses 1 through 12. So a little bit of reading. Uh, if you have your Bibles, you can read along with me. I believe I'm in the ESV, uh, English Standard Version, and we have it, we have it up here. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, 
Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he acquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. When Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold frank and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they, they departed to their own country by another way. So the first thing I really want to emphasize here is the star is not Bethlehem's star, it is Jesus' star. I just read it, and, it's, and the stars and the Bible says his star. It's an emphasis. It's not just any star. It was his star. Jesus came to be a light unto the world. So anything that radiate, radiates out of Jesus, anything that is about Jesus, anything that is connected with Jesus, the one thing that is connected to is his plan and his purpose to and for the world. He came to be a light to the world, to reconnect humanity back to God. He came to do what the first Adam failed in doing. That's why he is considered the second Adam when you look at his different titles in the New Testament. And so his star is no different than him and his purpose. In fact, in, in fact other than prophecies and other than what happened with Elizabeth and, and, and John, with John the Baptist... We really see the star as being the true beginning process of the Christmas season. Now, there's a few interesting facts about the star. There's a few different beliefs on what it actually uh, uh, was. Uh, number one, some believe that it was a natural occurrence, like a comet. Some, some believe that it was a supernova. There was a supernova that occurred uh, 5 B.C., and it lasted for uh, 70 days. Some people believe that it was the supernova of that time. Some people believe that it was planets that had aligned themselves in a certain way that created this type of star uh, image. Some people believe that it's actually an angel. When you go to the original word of a star, that same word is used for the word angel, not throughout the Bibles, but specifically for an angel in Revelations. So some people believe that it is, was an angel. Some people believe that it was likened to the Shekinah glory. So the Shekinah glory of God was the glory of God in the Old Testament, specifically when Israel was in the wilderness, going from G Egypt to the promised land, 40 days and 40 nights, or 40 years rather. And 
There was a cloud that led them by day, and there was a fire that led them by night. And this was God's glory that was leading Israel throughout their time in the wilderness. Some people have a tendency to believe that it was the glory of God that was shining in the heavens that first rose up, and it got the attention of these Gentile wise men, and it therefore led them to Jesus. Because when you study the glory of God in the Old Testament, the glory of God always leads to Jesus. I personally like to think it was the Shekinah glory of God that led them. But that's, uh, that's just a few facts. That's opinion stuff going on. So, but regardless of what it was, whether somebody thinks it's an unnatural occurrence or whether somebody thinks it was an angel or where somebody thinks it was the manifested glory of God, there is one thing that we can all agree on, and it's simply that it was a sign that would lead to Jesus. The reason I feel like the Holy Spirit put this message in my heart is if there's one thing that you will consistently see at Christmas, regardless of your belief, whether you take Christmas as a pagan holiday or whether you take Christmas as a Christian holiday, whether you are a believer, a non-believer, whether you are righteous or unrighteous, however you might be, there is one thing that stands out at Christmas time, and that is the star. It's on, it's on most every tree. It's in the decorations. It's in the stores. And I like the idea, no matter how one takes, how one pushes, how one goes into Christmas, when you look at Christmas and what it really represents, it, you cannot take away the true meaning of Christmas. And the star itself truly, truly, truly represents what Christmas is all about. Because Christmas is all about Jesus Christ that was born of a virgin to save mankind. And the one thing that we will consistently see the various belief systems of Christmas is you will see a star. It's kind of like, uh, you know, the taking X, Xmas. Some people don't like that. I actually don't mind it. I use it myself. And some people think it's because Christmas, Christ is being taken out of Christmas. But I've, I've taught this before, but if you don't know, actually X means Christ in Greek. Greek is the original writing of the New Testament. So if there ever was an intention by someone who was a non-believer, and they tried taking Christ out of uh, Christmas by putting an X there, them and their ignorance was just keeping Christ where he belonged the whole time. Right? I love that. The Bible says that God will take the things, or he will, ta he will, he will take, what do you say? Take the things of the foolish. Confound the wise. Thank you. I go blank sometimes. So anyway, the star... The star is all about Jesus, and I, what I'm hoping for this season, that the star doesn't just remind you of Jesus, but it reminds you that Jesus is there for you regardless of what you're going through. Some of you are going through some major hardships right now, and this season doesn't make it any easier. Some of you are doing really good right now. And this season uh, is just a part of the blessings and the goodness that you're experiencing right now. 
But regardless of where you might be right now, what I pray and what I hope this year is when you see the star, you don't just see a pretty decoration on top of a tree. You don't just see something in the natural world. But what you see and what you are reminded of is what the star really represents. And that is Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Amen? Now, so the wise men... I, I, I want us for a few moments to look at the star in correlation uh, with the wise men. The wise men. So first of all, the wise men were Gentiles. From Persia. I find it so, so interesting that the star was not first revealed to God's children. But the star was first revealed to Gentiles. The star was revealed to wise men. And this right here, again, is a major foundational message for what Christmas in Christ is all about. One of the rooted messages that comes out of Christmas comes from this little fact right here. That the Christmas season, the light of Jesus, was not just for his children or just for those who believed in Jehovah. But yet, this light, this star that represented his son was for the world in which he loved. Regardless of race, regardless of creed, regardless of belief, Regardless of weakness and regardless of strength, this star, this light that was to represent his son was for all of humanity because the popular, bar, the pop, popular Bible verse says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only star so that no one should perish. Amen? And I find that fact beautiful that the first people to recognize, to see. The first people that God opened the eyes to see the star was not a beloved prophet, was not a great preacher, was not a dedicated priest, was not a committed man or woman of God, but it was Gentile astrologers, if you want to want to be honest. See, God loves the world. He don't just love the church. Sometimes we can be so self-righteous. We think we are special because we believe in God. But the first object with the first act of Jesus coming into the world was a star, was a light that was given unto a Gentile before it was even revealed to any of his children. Amen? This story is a story of that God so loved the world. So if you are a believer today, rejoice because God loves you. If you are not a believer today, you can rejoice because God loves you. Amen? So they recognized the star and they recognized what they, recognized what they needed to do. 
and the wise men follow the star. I like thinking of it, of it this way. Wise people follow God and his signs. See, the wise men recognized that this was something different. The wise men recognized that this was a sign. The wise men knew that this is what they had heard about. This is what they had read about. This is what they had been told about. So why do I say that? This is what they had heard about. This is what they had read about. This is what they had been told about. Because there were a lot of Jews that were in Persia. It was one of the places in which they were held in captivity. And even when they were liberated, a lot of them remained in Persia. So there had to be an effect, an influence, that these wise men, these astrologers, these people who study the signs of the heaven, they studied the, the prophecies of the Jews. They heard about the prophecies of the Jews. They were told by the Jews themselves that there is going to be a coming Messiah. Let me throw a little extra thing in there. It is so important that you and I tell the world about Jesus, his truth, his way, what he can do and what he does. Because there, we, there will come a time when God will give a sign to them in their mind and in their heart. And they will be able to connect what you have said and what God is doing. And at that moment and in that life, they will say, I believe because of what I've heard and what I'm seeing and what I'm experiencing God do in the heavens. Sometimes we don't preach and we don't think we are doing any good because we don't see results. But sometimes results don't happen for years, even decades down the road. Don't preach because you don't think you're doing any good. Don't give because you don't think you're doing any difference. Don't just sit back and not do anything because you don't see the hand of God working. So many times, I would say 90, and this is just kind of off the cuff, 90% of the time we don't see what God is doing because we don't see what's going on in somebody else's heart. And we don't know the plan that God has to reveal himself to somebody at a given time. There was a plan in heaven. There was a plan in the books of prophecy for God to reveal himself to these wise men at the given time. There is a plan for God to reveal himself to your families, to your friends, to your neighbors, to your strangers, to the good and to the bad. And we got to give them what God gives us to give them so that that they can connect the dots and say glory to God in the highest when they bow on their knee before the Lord when that day comes. Amen? They recognized the star and what they needed to do. The wise men followed the star. Wise people follow God. So there's three things three important things that the star did for these wise men. It reminded them, it revealed to them, and it caused them to rejoice. See, it came off, Sean. Him and I was having conversation about this thing and he told me to tape it and I said I would and I totally forgot to tape it. 
for us, for you, for myself, this season, what I'm hoping and praying is the star that we're talking about today reminds you, reveals to you, and causes you to rejoice. So it reminded the wise men of the Messiah slash Savior that they had heard about and they, and they had studied about. Can you allow the star to remind you of your Savior? Instead of it just looking like, instead of it just being a pretty object on top of a tree, a part of wrapping paper that you see, an image that you might recognize on a screen of some sort. Can it be something that reminds you of the Jesus that you've come to know? Of the Jesus you've come to hear about? Of the Jesus that was given for you, died for you, resurrected for you, and at this moment is at the right hand of God interceding for you and I, as the Bible says. Can the star remind you that God is good? Can the star remind you that whatever you're going through, you're going to get through? Can the star remind you that the goodness and the blessings that you are experiencing is the goodness and the blessings of God upon your life? Can the star remind you of the need for people to see and follow the star themselves. If we can be reminded and we embrace the star, whatever condition that we are in at this time can be made a whole lot better. It can truly offer a peace that passes understandings in this season. It can truly give us a rest in this season. It can cause our priorities to be aligned correctly in this season. And it can remind us to preach the story to our families during this season. As opposed to, what do you want for Christmas? Being the main topic at a Christmas dinner. But instead, do you remember what Christmas is all about? Do you know? What really happened at Christmas? Do you understand why we celebrate Christmas the way we celebrate? It's not about a chubby, jolly guy. It's about a big guy in heaven that gave his only begotten son that was miraculously born so that you're not going to die and go to hell one day. Amen? It revealed to the wise men, change is coming. Can you imagine? They heard, they had heard their whole life. Or, that's exaggerated, taken out of context. They had heard as long as they had studied, read, and listened to the writings of the Jewish people, change is coming. Can the star remind you that change is coming? Can the star remind you that God is at work? Can it reveal to you, uh, 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 I've been saying reminded, but I meant number two, revealed. Can it reveal to you, 
Change is coming. Can it reveal to you God is at work? And can it reveal to you his word will never fail? And it will never pass away without it doing what it was purposed to do. This star was a testament, was a revealing of reality for the wise men. Sometimes we need a reality check, don't we? A revelation, which is a revealing, a revelation that God is at work. That God is doing what he said he will do. Because what God had said he would do actually was prophesied thousands, hundreds, and, 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 and I think it was 2,000 years prior. So, so in a thousand, give or take, year range. And it was just now coming to pass. God's word never fails. Let the star remind you. If God's promised it, he's going to do it. If God said it, he's going to do it. If God okayed it, he's going to do it. If he dropped a word into your spirit, he's going to do it. If you come across a, a, a promise in the Bible, he's going to do it. Don't go into this Christmas season with doubt. Don't go into this Christmas season with fear. Don't go into this Christmas season with worry. But go into this season with a revelation and a reality check that, hey, God's word will never come back void. It is the same yesterday, today. And, the, and forever. And when you see that star, may you be reminded of the revelation of God's word for you as his children, as his child. Amen? The third one is it caused rejoicing. That rejoicing led to giving and it led to worshiping. Let me read it again if I can find it real fast. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. May the star put a praise on your lips. May the star cause you to maybe dance a little bit unto the Lord. May the star Cause you to wake up in the morning and declaring how good God is. May the star give you a reason to sing a new song unto the Lord. May the star cause you to be happy and full of exceedingly great joy. Even in the midst of troubled times. Because when you see that star, may you rejoice because of what Jesus has done. Because of what Jesus is doing and because what Jesus is going to do. Rejoice, brothers and sisters of the Lord. Rejoice. God is at work. Rejoice. We are the children of God. Rejoice. Our Savior is the light of the world. Rejoice. 
through the valley of the shadow of death. God is with us. Rejoice in the fiery furnace. There is a fourth man. Rejoice in the lion's den. There is an angel. Rejoice in the midst of a flood. We got, we got a boat that rescues us. Rejoice. When we're facing giants, we got five rocks to take him out. Rejoice. When the world comes against us, we got God on our side. Rejoice. When something seems impossible, remind yourself that you can do all things things through Christ that strengthens you. Rejoice because if this world does collapse, does explode, and we do experience Armageddon, guess what? We're going to heaven for eternity. Rejoice. We got a reason to be joyous in this season. Amen. Rejoice. Rejoice if you're poor. It could be worse. Rejoice if you're rich. It's the blessings of God, even though you worked for it. Rejoice. The star gives us a reason to rejoice. Worship team can come. The star was a light from God that did not fail them. That the Christmas star... The star of Bethlehem or the star of Jesus, let it be a reminder of God's light that will not fail you in a dark season. The Bible says that his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Why is it a lamp unto his feet? Have you ever had cold, cold feet and tried to walk? When I would deer hunt as a kid... Don't get a chance to deer hunt much here in California. We would hunt in like zero degrees weather, sub-freezing weather. And the one thing that got the cold the quickest was your feet. And it made you absolutely miserable. It was like needles in your feet. Sometimes we would, we would buy boots two and three times our size because we knew what was going to happen every year. We would wear three and four pairs of thick socks. But that cold southern or Midwest wind just went right through the boots. And when we had to get up and walk, we could barely walk because our feet was so cold. I've been surfing in about 50-degree water before, and I would be out in the water two or three hours. And when I would come back to the shore after surfing, my feet was numb, and I could barely even walk. Literally, my feet, I couldn't even feel my feet. There was times I even just almost fell because I couldn't walk. But the Bible says that his word is a lamp unto our feet. Once you start warming your feet up, you can keep walking. You can keep going. You can keep doing what God has called you to do. His word, his light is a lamp unto our feet. Be reminded and rejoice that his word, the star, is a lamp unto your feet. And it is a light unto your path. It keeps us going. Amen? It's a way that God will lead you where you need to be. It led the wise men. They had delays. They were delayed by Herod. And Herod had an ulterior motive for talking with them and directing them. But the star never stopped leading them. And it led them where they needed to be. I hope I'm making sense this morning. 
Be reminded of the star and the goodness, the light, the promise. What God has said, what God is doing, what God's going to do. And let it be a reason for you to rejoice. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope God spoke to you personally through this message and continues to encourage you throughout the coming weeks.